Well, we're approaching the NBA draft. And with that, oftentimes players get moved. So we want to talk about some more realistic things with the 76ers of who could possibly be on the move once we get to next week. We'll get into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. What's good, D? Oh, a new week, man. A new week. That's what's good. What's good with you? How you feel? Nah, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, I gotta, I'm going to get a bad back, but brother be okay. <laughs> Hope it's all working out for you, man. Yeah. Hope it's all working out. I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, hope you're feeling better. Glad you're feeling better. Welcome, everybody. Uh, you are locked on 76. I'm Devon Givens. That is Keith Pompey, of course, from TheInquire.com. And The Inquire, Sixers beat reporter, beat writer extraordinaire. And we thank you for making Locked On 76. You first listen every day. And uh, remember, you can get Locked On 76 right here, free and available and, of course, on all platforms, including YouTube, right here on Locked On 76ers. We'll talk about Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight as the Golden, uh, as the Denver Nuggets, pardon me, are looking to close out the Miami Heat back in Denver and end the series here and winning their world championship, potentially. We'll also talk about um, some, some changes with the coaching staff. With Nick, Nick Nurse coming in, we figured we would try to figure out some things, what's going to happen with the coaches and is being made more clearer with one potential hire. And also, we got to start things off with some realistic trade assets for the 76ers. What most of us know, or most of you know, what we know, is that the 76ers do not have trade assets in terms of draft picks. Those things have been moved on, the latest being the 2022 draft pick that uh, was traded for DeAnthony Melton. So that happened, and uh, with that happening, that was just another move that was made where trades, draft picks have been moved on. So the Sixers don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of treasure trove like they used to in this case. So we got to look at some of the players and who is, of course, uh, more eligible there to be traded. So, Keith, start off with uh, asking you that. We already know the potential sign-and-trade situation with James Harden. Should he leave? Should he opt out, which we expect him to do? And then if he decides, let's say, Houston or another franchise, maybe it's better to execute a sign and trade, similar to what we saw with Jimmy Butler years ago when he left to go to Miami. The Sixers in Miami worked out a sign and trade. Didn't work out all that well with it. That said, Keith, when you look at where we are right now outside of the James Harden piece, what is a realistic trade asset for you for this potential, this particular roster? You know, I think the one guy, I guess the elephant in the room, the person that people have been talking about for years is Tobias Harris. You know, I, I look at Tobias as the best trade asset that the 76ers have. You know, I mean, here's the thing. Like, of course, Joel Embiid is the guy that most people, most teams would, would want. You would get a lot for with Joel Embiid. 
But at the same time, if you trade Joel Embiid, then you're basically rebuilding, in, in, in my opinion, right? You're going to rebuild. And I don't think the Sixers are prepared to do that. Tyrese Maxey has a huge upside as well. But I feel like as a guy who's making 39, going to make $39 million this year, a guy who is basically going into the final year of his contract, the Sixers yet probably don't want to extend him, talking about Tobias Harris. So with that being said, you know, you're going to want to trade him to get something back in return for that. Because if not, once he leaves in free agency, he's gone. So you look to him to be the best trade asset that the 76ers have. Now, the, the question is, who do you trade him to? And are you going to be able to get something equal parts back that can help you? And when you look at it as a fourth option, because that's what he is. He's a, if James Harden comes back, assuming James comes back, Tobias is going to be the fourth option. So with a fourth option, typically isn't a guy making $39 million. You could probably get a, um, a, a role player at that and then maybe get a, a, a bench player too for him. And, and you think about it, and the Sixers aren't really missing a beat as long as the other guys produce and perform. So when I look at Tobias, I have to say that of all the guys, he's the best trade asset that they have and the most realistic one that they have. Yeah, he's number one because Joel Embiid is not going anywhere. So Tobias Harris is number one for all those reasons that you laid out. A fourth option, I think he's a little bit better than a fourth option. I think, you know, at worst, he's a third option. And that's probably where he is on one of these types of teams. When you look at the situation, which is very interesting, we'll get to the Denver piece later. It's Nikola Jokic's team. Jamal Murray is fantastic. We know as a number two. And Michael Porter, as far as his scoring ability, puts him above Aaron Gordon. So what makes Aaron Gordon maybe a better fourth option than Tobias Harris? Well, he he does a lot of dirty work. Tobias does, too. Scoring-wise, it's a little bit different. If they, they're different type of players. But Tobias, we know. Tobias Harris is a, is a good player in this league, and he can score the basketball. His defense has even improved year after year. And he's getting older, but he has gotten much, much better as a defender over the course of his career. He can score a lot. So I guess the question would be, what is he on a championship team? Can he play a role on a championship team so far through these four years that has not played out the way that he nor his team has wanted looking at them as a championship team, uh, unfortunately. So I, I agree with you. I think that he is the the more likely candidate to be one of uh, being the number one trade asset. If that's in fact what the 76ers do on June 22nd next week, as the draft gets underway, that's when things start to really open up the NBA uh, uh, moratorium closes down for free agency right thereafter, uh, which is a week later or eight days later. So, so we'll see, but I agree with you as Tobias Harris. If I had to give another one, since you, you took Tobias Harris, and that was the perfect one. I would go with DeAnthony Melton, Keith. Um, I would say DeAnthony Melton on the final year of his contract, right? Mm-hmm. Final year of his contract. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, final year of his deal. And then you look at the Jaden Springer piece where year three for him, it's time for him to get on the floor. So you're talking uh, less, you know, somebody who's making less. And while you would, if you traded DeAnthony Melton somewhere, what, $9 million, $8, 9000000 million? 
on this deal that you're going to get something back close to that to make the number work. Jaden Springer steps in and maybe plays a little bit more. Doesn't have the experience, obviously, as a year three player, but being a first round pick, it's time for him to get on the floor and contribute in some way. I don't know that he can average 10 points on the season, but he's has, he has to be out there. So if you're looking to maybe clear some, some, some playing time for one of your younger players that costs less and have an opportunity to do that, then I would look at DeAnthony Melton as another piece, Keith, that could potentially, in this case, be a trade asset. Sixers got him on draft night for from Memphis for, for that pick, uh, 2022, I believe it was. And that's why I look at it again here and feel like he's, he's, a, he's the next one for me uh, if I go in that direction. Yeah, and this this thing is crazy too because when you look at it, you know you're right. He's heading into the final year of his deal, and only only one point five of it right now is fully guaranteed. Right, he's yeah. making eight. One point five is fully guaranteed, but if he's on the roster um, on July the third, that's right. when it all becomes fully guaranteed. So yeah, it's like wow, that's crazy because. You know, you look at it and you say to yourself, like, man, like this is a bargain, but this is somebody you'd be foolish to waive. You know what I mean? Because you get so much value with him. Yeah, he's very valuable. But I mean, again, looking at it, Keith, is is that I'm not going to say necessarily realistic because, of course, we know it's realistic. Anybody can be moved. But would that be a surprise to you if they moved on via trade from DeAnthony Melton? I mean, nah, I mean, I, I don't think that anybody is. No, I, 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 I'm. You know, you look at it and you say to yourself, all the great things he did this year, right? But, I mean, this team knows that it needs to make some moves in order to get over the hump, and they gotta, you know, and and he's one of the better. I mean, one of the more tradable guys. Like, if you can get a point guard, a solid point guard who's a quality defender who's a better ball handler than him, you know, would I do it, trade him right now? Probably not. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they won't. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting piece. And it's funny because now that you said I was on the air last week and I was talking, I kept bringing up one name because it was more the James Harden piece of if Harden leaves, Keith. And I was looking at some more uh, cost-effective point guards around the league that may – may or may not be available. And one of the guys I, I came back to and I brought him up probably two, three times last week and incorporated into the show was looking at Monte Morris, former Denver Nugget, current Washington Wizard, who has one year left, $9.8 million, Keith. And Washington has a new front office. The owner has given them uh, carte blanche to go out there and start to just simply rebuild this basketball team. So not to say that he's not valuable for Washington, but he might be more valuable to another team making $9.8 million to, to what you're saying. And I'm sure DeAnthony Melton wouldn't necessarily love this to go to play for a team like Washington after playing for Memphis and the 76ers for these later part of his, these last few years of his career playing in the playoffs. Monte Morris to your, to what, again, what we're saying, a point guard that can run a team ideally as a backup, but a point guard that can run the team 
play some decent enough defense, and again, kind of springboard allowing for Jaden Springer to play a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah so with just you. just an interesting name that I keep going back to, just just curious uh, of it all. Also curious about this move that the 76ers made now with Nick Nurse as the new head coach. He's bringing in Bobby Jackson, Keith. As uh, Sam Cassell moves out, Bobby Jackson is in. Is this basically a swap of these two coaches of the roles that Sam that they have? Sam Cassell, mainly known for his player development and relationship with the players, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Bobby Jackson stepping in. What do we know? Uh, what does this look like now for the 76ers? Will Bobby Jackson be a pretty good addition to Nick Nurse's staff? We'll get into that next as we keep it going right here on Locked On 76ers. But I got to tell you, as we do this show, it is brought to you by BetterHelp. And BetterHelp, we've been talking to you about them for the entire basketball season. You want to make sure that you have your mental health right. You want to make sure that you take care of yourself. Spend some time with yourself. You're always looking to do for others. And when that happens, you get lost from time to time when you're trying to make sure that you dedicate your time to everyone else and you forget about yourself. It's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and you never take the moment or a moment uh, to think about what you need from yourself. Like, for example, over the last uh, week, I had a family emergency and that took a lot of my day. Couldn't I had, I had to take care of that, had to juggle and shuffle some other things. And by the time I got back later in the evening, I was exhausted, man. And I didn't take enough time for myself. It was necessary for me to do the family part. But I also know that the next day I had to put something aside and just reshuffle the priority for the next day to make sure that I was right. It was exhausting. So with therapy, though, they can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting the others, family, friends, without leaving yourself uh, behind. I've benefited from therapy in the past, and I, I always try to share with people that it's not a bad thing for you to also, if you feel the need to, talk to someone, again, taking that time, trying to figure out how to move around and, and you have your feelings where you're not overwhelmed with things, to go in there and, and, and get some therapy. It's good for you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if one is not necessarily working for you. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash locked on NBA. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will dive into more offseason talk about your Philadelphia 76ers. Keith, a uh, coach is out and a new coach comes in. Sam Cassell, very popular in Philadelphia among the fan base, seeming to be the same for James Harden and Tyrese Maxey on the roster former players we know, former NBA champion, and a longtime assistant in the NBA with Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is out. Sam Cassell now moves on to Boston to help on the sideline for Joe Mazzulla's staff. Bobby Jackson, the G League coach for the Sacramento Kings, 
and a longtime assistant as well in Sacramento. Uh, now in with the Philadelphia 76ers on Nick Nurse's staff. This is the first move, Keith, the Keith that we're hearing as far as a coach joining the bench for Nick Nurse's staff. First, the Sam Cassell piece. Uh, how surprised were you that he was now he's now going to Boston, leaving Philadelphia? And uh what he what did he do here in Philadelphia? You know, um I, I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I mean, because well, maybe surprised that Boston hired him, right? You know, like, oh, he's leaving Sixers go to Boston. But when you look at it, when they got rid of Doc Rivers, you know, from, you know, basically this was a coaching staff that Doc hired before Daryl Morey came in. So Daryl didn't have anything to do with it, right? So you look at it and you say to yourself that for the most part, you expect them to be gone because the new coach wants his own people, people, excuse me, did uh, Daryl Morey will want his people. And, you know, Sam just happened to be a casualty in that. The thing about it is when you look at it and you look at Sam's development and his relationship with players and you see the direction that Boston is doing, going and they have this young coach, this is a great addition for the Celtics, especially with those those young players that they have those young all-stars. I mean, Sam is the guy who keeps it 100. He He's a great development coach. I mean, you look at some of the things he did with Maxie, you know, some of the things he did with John Wall when he was in Washington, you know, um, you know, Ben Simmons, uh, Jane worked out with James Harden, this and that. So I, I think it is, is, is great. The thing about Bobby Jackson, I guess Bobby Jackson to a lot of people out here is a, a huge unknown. You know, but then when we look at it, you look at the Aaron Fox, you see how now I don't know how much Bobby Jackson had to do with it, but he was the player development coach there for a while. And you look at the Aaron Fox, who has evolved to become an all star. You know, you look at Buddy Hield, who, you know, he was a great shooter at Oklahoma, but also he was a great shooter in, in, in Sacramento. You look at some of these other guys, Halliburton, all these guys. So you say to yourself, like, you know, we'll find out if Bobby had a, a hand in that. But, you know, he's a, a a former combo guard in the league, a guy, player development. You know, you look at it and maybe that could be a good fit for um, for Tyrese Maxey. Here's a guy who was a combo guard. He was a six-man of the year at one point. He was a all-rookie, made the all-rookie team. So, Again, I think losing Sam is huge. I think a huge loss. But at the same time, you know, I'm trying to give Bobby a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because we don't know much about him as a coach. Right. But he has had some pretty good guards under his leadership. Yeah, I do know the one thing that um, he did have his team in the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, they you know, they were they were coached well, I, I, I guess. And. Nick Nurse has had some okay staffs. So if he's bringing Bobby Jackson on, he sees something. Uh, whether he'll be in the Sam Cassell role or one of these others, not sure. Uh, just another one. Um, it's not not announced yet, but we're not sure what the other guys on, on the staff, uh, Dan Burke or, or Dave Yeager, of what their potential roles could be either here or elsewhere. So still, we're still waiting on that and waiting to find out where things are going uh, with those two, with those two gentlemen, but 
Bobby Jackson in, Sam Cassell out. People know him as a player, not necessarily as a coach. So this could be very interesting once we do find out a little bit more from Nick Nurse about his staff. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk about game five of the NBA Finals. The Denver Nuggets up 3-1 in the series, looking to close things out against the Miami Heat. Miami has had a fantastic playoff run, a great postseason run as a play-in team. Might be coming to an end uh, tonight. And we'll discuss it next, give our thoughts on game five ahead of Nuggets Heat next right here. Locked on 76ers. Let's talk about prize picks, right? Now, here's the thing. The thing about prize pick, you know, I, I really love this thing and I'm not a gambler and I keep telling you all that over and over again. So um, some of you guys probably don't believe me, but I'm keeping it real. I love it. And the reason why I love it is because of the $1 million daily super flex promotions. So every day of the NBA finals, one prize picks owners will win a chance to become a millionaire. One entry placed after 7 a.m. Eastern time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks, 1 million. Five correct picks, 80,000. Four correct picks, 16,000. Full details can be found at prizepicked.com backslash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner, right? So here's the deal. Tonight, I'm taking Nikola Jokic to score more than 26.5 points. I want Jokic to have more than 7.5 rebounds and I want Jokic to have more than 6.5 assists. Oh, and Jamal Murray, I'll make I'll, I think that he'll have more than 3.5 three-pointers made. Yeah, if you notice I'm going heavily on the Denver side because I think they're going to win tonight, right? So, how does this work? You pick 2 to 6 players and if they will score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, and on and on and on, right? So entries can be made 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Right, download the prize pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code locked on. If you deposit a hundred dollars, prize picks will give you a hundred dollars. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Well, with all of that, let's get into the NBA Finals in game number five. 3-1 series lead right now for the Denver Nuggets. And um, this is right about where I had him, Keith. I had him at a, a minimum five games and maximum six games that take care of the Miami Heat. And it seems about right. I felt like at some point 
the Tyler Hero injury, the fact that the roster is good. They have a leader in, in Jimmy Butler, the way that they do, and they can do so many really good things. Great coach in Eric Spolster, the best coach, in my opinion, in the NBA currently, that it would catch up to them, though, because you're going to, after all they had to get through to make sure that they got to the playoffs, it's playing the game seven, playing game against the Atlanta Hawks, losing that one, going into the next playing game against the Chicago Bulls, a very close game where they had to win it in the latter stages of the fourth quarter, running through Milwaukee and then, you know, all that they've done here and to, to get to where they are right now, a game five, taking one of the games. Keith, I just look at this as a, as the Denver, Denver Nuggets are going to be crowned NBA champions later tonight. Of course, Miami could steal one and force a game six back in Miami, but Either way, man, I think the Denver Nuggets are the better team, and I actually do think they close it out tonight. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They are the better team. And when you look at it, so much has to go right with, for Miami to win. And and I also think that I think that they played too many games. I mean, I, I think that playing seven games against the Boston Celtics took some took some took a lot out of them. Now again, I know they came back and won game two. And I get it. This finals is like two days in between games, but at the same time, I, I feel like you know a guy like Jimmy Butler is a lot of miles on those legs, playoff miles, so to speak. So it's kind of like you know he gets a little tired. He can't do the things that he he once was. And and right now, as good as these guys are, or as 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 well as they're playing, as hard as they're playing. There is a talent disparity, you know, and it and it's like to a point where, you know, grit and and will and all that can get you far. But when you go up against a team like Denver that has so much firepower, it's hard, man. It's hard. And and like, you know, we're looking at Michael Porter Jr. struggling. But everybody else is coming in, stepping up off the bench and playing well. You know, you got Aaron Gordon, you know, again, a guy that they look at as like a fourth option, third or fourth option. But he's a legit player getting 27 points the last game, you know. Uh, So I just look at it like Miami had a phenomenal season. Like you said, they're banged up. Um, they, they, They they're playing well. But I just look at is sometimes we got to give this Denver Nuggets team his flowers and just say that this is the best team playing right now. I definitely give them their props. Uh, I enjoy watching them play as a basketball fan. I enjoy watching how they do things, how they get it done, led by Nikola Jokic. A decent, decent set of role players around him. All-star level player also in Jamal Murray. We know that he's been coming back from the ACL injury. So to see him come back, rounding back in the form and playing on this stage at the level that he is currently playing at. Nikola Jokic in foul trouble in the last game. You got Aaron Gordon leading them and scoring in that game. And you have big shots, big numbers from Bruce Brown, Keith off the bench, you know, 20 plus points hitting big shots. Christian Brown, the rookie from Kansas playing well. Uh, this is, this is a really good basketball team and uh, they deserve to win this series. I think they will win this series. I'm not surprised to see how this has all played out uh, for the Denver Nuggets. This is only going to now, Keith, if he wins the championship, which we think that they will, whether it's game five tonight, 
game six, the next game, or even in game seven, you know that Joel Embiid, Jokic conversations will start to resurface once again, once this thing is over and done with. Yeah, yeah, they will. They yeah. will. Yeah, they <laughs> will. I mean, but you know what? It, it's also understand where people are coming from. But, I mean, that's maybe something we could talk about in the next podcast because, you know, it, it is what it is. I give it that, right? Yeah, I understand where people are coming from. But at the same time, I also feel like the regular season is the regular season and the playoffs is the playoffs, you know? I hear you. Well, listen, man. As always, appreciate uh, hanging out with you. And we want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show or on our next episode. How about that? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what Keith is laying out there, potentially Jokic and B conversation yet again. All right. Well, listen, Keith, you might as well. Uh, do you mind? Pardon me. Letting the good folks know where they can find us. Yeah, they can find us. You can find us on uh, wherever you get your podcast at. But make sure you go and um Go to our YouTube channel. When you do that, click on the Liberty Bell. You become a new subscriber. Um, but also, you can listen to my man D on the Divine Giving Show, which runs Mondays through Fridays from traditionally from 6 to 10. What time are you on there tonight? 6 to 10 tonight? 6 to 10. 6 to 10, right? And then you can follow D at DivineG975, right? on Twitter. You can follow me on Pompeii on Sixers on Twitter and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com. Well, listen, man, uh, always good to catch up. We'll uh, talk to you later. Thanks, man. Thanks, everybody. Peace.